At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trina. Hope everyone is safe and healthy and staying inside as we uh, roll through another week of this madness. But uh, things seem to be working if you stay in. So please stay in a little longer here. Let's get through this together. And uh, please stay safe. For this week's uh, pod, we have Andrew Marchand of the New York Post to go through. There's been a lot of sports media news for time where we haven't had sports. Uh, we haven't had Andrew on since after Tony Romo signed his monster contract to stay at CBS. But with uh, Drew Brees going to NBC Sports and the big shakeup with NFL broadcast team, Dan Fouts out at CBS, Charles Davis moves from Fox to CBS, uh, had to have Andrew on to talk about all that, plus the NFL draft, how it will look for ESPN and NFL Network and whether it should even be going on. Um you know, WWE as well, continuing with the live show. So we talk about that with Andrew. And then uh, for the people who always like when Andrew and I chop it up about Mike Francesa, we did that for the last five minutes for those people out there. So Andrew Marshan is on this week's show. Last week, Bob Lee, ESPN legend, was on the SI Media podcast two weeks ago. Kyle Brandt, the always funny and entertaining Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football was on the podcast. So if you missed any of those, which, you know, I know a lot of people are in the house dealing with kids and not commuting, not going to the gym, and it's hard to keep up with the pods these days. I know sports podcasts are across the board suffering a little dip in listenership. So if you've missed any of those, like I said, Bob Lee last week, Kyle Brandt two weeks ago, they were both excellent guests. So uh, maybe download those if you uh, want to listen to them in the future. And if you can subscribe to the podcast, if you're not a subscriber, that helps tremendously as well. All right, that's enough from me. Let's get right into the SI Media Podcast interview for this episode. New York Post sports media reporter, columnist, Andrew Marchand. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, joining me now, SI Media Podcast regular. A lot of sports media news going on this week, which we needed. And uh, so I call on the man who breaks all of that news, New York Post, sports columnist, reporter, writer, Andrew Marshan. Andrew, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Jimmy? I am hanging in there. And uh, it's amazing. I feel like even in this insane time, the sports media news has not slowed. Well, I shouldn't say it hasn't slowed down. It's everything has slowed down, but there's still been a good amount of uh, sports media news happening over the past few weeks. So that's good for us. It is. I think uh, some of it was stuff that was going on before, you know, the we were totally shut down um, by the virus uh, in terms of as a country. Uh, and then some of it, you know, unfortunately, is some uh, reactions to what's going on with COVID-19 and its impact on uh, the economy and, and also how production is done. So, uh, yeah, so there's, there's stuff to go on and there still will be because there's a lot of business stories uh, that will be out there in terms of, you know, how we all move forward uh, in sports media. So let's start with Drew Brees because I find this bizarre and interesting. Um, <laughs> so. He's playing this year, obviously, for the Saints, if, if we have a season, um, which we're not going to bother speculating on. But if there is an NFL season, Drew Brees will be the quarterback for the Saints. But he has signed a deal with NBC Sports. A uh, couple of things here. Why NBC over ESPN? Did ESPN have a firm offer for Drew? And was it guaranteed that he'd get the Monday Night Football job after the twenty? 21 season what give me the little give me a little backstory on breeze going nbc over espn espn could have had drew breeze if they wanted him uh, breeze's side presented espn with a counter proposal that i think was probably 10 plus million dollars per year uh to do monday night football and espn declined that uh, they did want him uh but they you know, to ESPN's credit throughout this whole thing is that they have tried to not just everyone kind of there's been people who've been writing they're going to go crazy uh, and they were for Romo, you know CBS went crazier uh, but they were going to go crazy uh, 14 million per year but they I don't know that they would have gone to 20 uh, there are people at CBS who feel like that's where ESPN went to and that's why they went to 18 million per year uh, but uh, you know from what I've been told and what ESPN you know, it's said a lot and I have other sources too. They would have gone to $14 million for, for Romo. Uh, so Breeze though for ESPN had a price and then for NBC, I don't know the exact number, but he's going to do at least the, the initial years. He's going to do the N and NFL pregame show on Sunday, uh, Sunday night football uh, pregame show. And then he's going to do about seven Notre Dame games, play by play with Mike Tirico. Uh, who's going to be the future play-by-play guy at Sunday Night Football in the Super Bowl on NBC uh, if they continue with the NFL, which I'm sure they will. Um, and so then eventually they'll likely replace Chris Collinsworth. Now, NBC people tell me, and they've told others as well, you know, that uh, Collinsworth isn't going anywhere. Uh, but I could see by like 2024 uh, where you have a transition where Breeze takes over. And I think uh, I haven't talked to Drew Breeze. But I do think that part of the thinking was 
go to NBC, and I think this is part of NBC's presentation. We, if you're NBC, this is what they're saying to Breeze. We're going to first put you on the pregame show. You'll work with Tariko there. We're going to put you on Notre Dame football. You'll work with Tariko there, and you'll have a way to, to, to do well, not just be thrown into the Monday night football fire, and you'll grow there. And then when it's time, our plan is for you, um, if you're ready and you want to do it, uh, to put you on Sunday night football. So, so we took a lesser role to go to NBC, uh, which isn't great for Monday Night Football. Um, you know, they're, you know, I think they felt like they're being, I, ESPN might have felt like NBC had a bigger offer. I, I can't find anybody who thinks that. Um, I think ESPN had the largest financial offer, but Breeze wanted more if he was going to jump into that Monday Night Football fire. It's so bizarre to me that NBC already has Mike Tirico and Drew Brees in place to call Sunday Night Football when there's absolutely no reason whatsoever for Al or Chris to not have that job. Well, you can look at it a couple of ways. Um, you know, ESPN has run into a problem now because when they had Tirico and Gruden, whatever you think of that team, I think it was a reputable team. Uh, they never, they didn't really have a backup at that point. They've tried a number of different combinations. McDonough and Gruden didn't work together. Gruden leaves. Uh, they had the whole Booger Mobile, not Booger McFarland's fault at all, but the whole Booger Mobile thing that was, which was one of the worst ideas ever in TV. Um, and, uh, you know, Jason Witten, of course, didn't work out as well. So um, if you're NBC, you say, well, now we have depth, we have a plan. And most importantly, and like when we talk about how much money is being spent and why Drew Brees is signing a contract when he's still playing uh, with the, for a TV deal, is these TV rights deals are coming up. They're going, the NFL and, and these networks are still expected to have negotiations soon on a new contract. Um, so that's the plan. I mean, they could postpone it because they do have time, but, but at least as of right now, that's the plan. And they want to go in and say, if you're NBC now, you can say, we got Al and Chris till, for two more years doing this Super Bowl. And then after we got Mike Tirico, who the league likes, and um, I think most people feel you know, uh, at that level. Uh, and then we have Drew Brees. So when you look at the future, we have a guy who we're, we're, we're going to, uh, to develop into a number one analyst, uh, and we're going to be set. So um, you could, it is a little awkward, uh, because I don't think Al, Al does not want to retire. Um, so that, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Tariko definitely wants to do more games, and he wants to do them soon. And that will be interesting to see how that plays out as well over the next two years, if he does more games or if Al uh, you know, continues to do, uh, most of them. And Al Michael is still Al Michael. He's still very good. So, um, yes, it creates awkwardness, but it creates depth and it, they're solving problems because the other issue that you have, like, I think we would agree. I think I see, you know, we've talked about it in Britain. I mean, if I, if I were ESPN, the two guys that I would have at the top of my list, play-by-play guys would be Ian Eagle and Kevin Burkhardt. They're both under contract, both up, up, up after this year. So the timing has to be right. NBC saying, no, no, we're going to be proactive. We're going to get these things done beforehand. Yes, maybe some awkwardness, but we're planning ahead so we don't have to wait. We're going to pick the guys we want instead of having to get into a bad situation where, um, where we don't have these people for the Olympics or, um, or for the NFL. And, and Tariqa was you know, a very good hire for them because he, he filled a lot of holes that were upcoming with Al potentially and with Bob Costas leaving. Yeah, again, in two years, I don't see why Al needs this. I like Mike Tirico. This isn't an anti-Mike Tirico take at all. I think he's great. I just don't understand why Al's got to go in two years. And like you said, Al doesn't want to go. So is there a situation where that could get hairy? Because Al does not want to go. Yes. I mean, I, I think there's a very good chance that it might already be hairy. Um, and so uh, that's why, you know, with the, the story I had about uh, the Michaels Manning dream Monday night booth for, uh, for ESPN, there was a path uh, potentially um, if they could get both guys, um, you know, would they be able to do it? I don't know. Um, uh, you know, if uh, they offered uh, a, you know, a major raise and it made sense, it would solve a couple of problems perhaps for both networks because, you know, ABC slash ESPN would get Al Michaels back, um, which would help them if they were to get Peyton Manning. I don't think Al would have done it without Romo or, or um or Manning um or maybe even Drew Brees perhaps if he had retired um but you know he had to have that big name next to him but then so I think there was a path there uh for that to happen um 
And so, you know, that's what ESPN was thinking. But, but you know, but I was told from NBC people, yeah, there's no chance that was ever going to happen. They weren't going to let Al out to do that because right. why would they want to help uh, ESPN solve a pro- their problem, you know, instead of, um, you know, instead of keeping Al. And, and yeah, you're right. There is a little bit of a dilemma, but, uh, but you also have to plan because although Al still has his fastball, he is older. And so I know that's, the, you know, it's not something that, you know, I like to write about or it's hard for executives to manage, but it is a reality of the situation. Again, Al's still doing very well, but you also have to plan uh, so you're not caught flat-footed where you don't really have a choice. Yeah, I, I just – and the other thing with Drew Brees, I mean, does anyone know – has Drew Brees done any – test games is he do we know what he's going to be in the booth or this is all just blind faith and let us try to get our tony romo well that's why basically so you kind of were going up and i'm not saying you're you know very critical here but you're saying like well they're already getting brief but the way nbc is doing it makes sense i mean that they convinced breeze to do it this way is a credit to them i mean they have breeze they they're gonna see if he's good or not like he might do notre dame and people are like this guy is not good and i mean right. I don't think it says anything that he has to be promoted to Sunday Night Football. It's kind of a combination. Right. Does he do it well, which they can decide on? And um, when do they want to do it? Let's say he's not good at it. Then they could say, all right, we'll stick with Collinsworth. Or, you right. know, Drew, we want to keep you in a studio. You're not good enough. And it also it makes Drew Brees work. And I think what, what you also have to look at is, you know, money is important to all these guys. They, they, you know, they, they see what Romo got and they all kind of expect that in some regards, but they all have a lot of money. And so, but to act like money is not a big factor is, is just, uh, I mean, um, these right. guys all want the most money. That said, he has a lot of money. So they also are used to being in systems, their whole careers of their whole weeks are just about game plans every week. And they're, and these guys are the top of the profession. Um, and, you know, Drew Brees is one of the great quarterbacks of all time. So he wants a game plan that NBC showed him that this is how you can be successful and this is what we're going to do. And they compared it to, you know, what ESPN is what's happened in the last few years. I don't think it's helped them that Jason Witten had a bad experience. Uh, and so uh, when you look at it, uh, I think Breeze liked their plan better. Now, if ESPN had gone to, you know, a financial uh, stratosphere that was way above NBC's, I think Breeze would have gone with ESPN. Right. All right, let's move on to another interesting story. I wrote about this in uh, Tuesday's Train of Thoughts. CBS has parted ways with Dan Fouts, um, and Charles Davis moves from Fox to CBS to take over Fouts' job and work with the great Iron Eagle. Um, I I thought Fouts had a really rough year last year. I was surprised, though, that they just cut ties with him completely. What, What did you make of that decision before we get into the Charles Davis situation? I mean, Dan Fouts has had a great career as a broadcaster, so I wasn't really surprised. I'd heard rumblings about this, um, you know, throughout the year. I knew his contract was up. Um, I do think the NFL, it's important to them at the league offices to feel like their broadcasters are more current. Uh, and so uh, Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer. Um, and Again, we talked about this with Gruden and McDonough. I mean, you can eat, everyone has their taste. There are people, you know, obviously on Twitter, you get those who love Dan Fouts, some who didn't like him. Um, you know, I, I think they wanted to get um, a little more contemporary um, if they could. Uh, and, uh, and they like some of their younger guys, too. They like Trent Green. They like Archuleta. Uh, and so those guys will move up. And so you could offer Dan Fouts you know, six, seventeen, you know, fifteen, you know, whatever. And that's it's almost insulting. And number one, number two, I don't think he perhaps would want to do it. Number three, and I think this is where all these networks really haven't done a great job, is that these. And I, you know, like ES, I just mentioned a couple of guys. The CBS is you know brought you know through their system and Green and Archer Letters. We'll give them some credit for for those are two guys that they like. But using those six, seventh games to me, those are you get a year or two, and if you're not moving up or you're not really doing well, then it's let's change over and try to find somebody, you know, who's really good. And that's where you, you know, try, um, you know, guys who maybe didn't have as good a career, but are good at analysts um, and, and you think could be successful. Uh, and so, um, so that, so, so to answer your question, um, 
you know, all these things, sometimes it's the time, you know, um, where, where they come to an end. And, uh, and so that's what I think happened with Phelps. And we, we hit on it. What, no matter what anyone says, everything always comes down to money. Uh, why would Charles Davis leave the Fox number two gig to go to the CBS number two gig? I would assume it has to be about money because what else? I mean, it's, it's a lateral move. No, no, I'll tell you why. They were right. about to hire Greg Olson Fox, who would have been the number two team. Davis would have moved down to three. Fox mm-hmm. liked Charles Davis, but they would have knocked him down to the three role. Um, I do think the financials from CBS were more than they were than they were at Fox, um, from what I understand. And um, the so if you if you're on the way going down at one network, right? You know, yes, there's some job security and. And I did have one exec say to me, uh, you know, there's really not a difference between two and three. It's only one playoff game. And, and that's true in, in large. Eh, I don't see. think, I don't think I disagree with that. I think there's a big difference. I kind of do too, but there, but, but if you look at the games, it's not that much, but you're still doing the same regular season games. Maybe they're the quality of the game slightly less, but there's not that much of a difference. Um, bottom line is, you know, the only reason to, if I'm Charles Davis, besides your familiarity work with Burkhardt, you know, so they had that familiarity, um, you know, they had a good thing going there. Um, is that the, the, is that you feel like Fox is going to retain the NFL and CBS might not. Now they spent $180 million on Tony Romo. Uh, they, CBS is obviously all in on the NFL. So, you know, that's the only way that to me, I think, again, he, I think he, it's a it's a good move for Charles Davis. You can go with Iron Eagle. They'll be a strong team like he and Burkhart were. They'll be well liked, and um, there could be some golf opportunities for him. Uh, and so I, I think I see why he would make that decision. I think uh, staying at Fox, yeah, he could be there, but but I mean he's kind of going the wrong direction, especially with Greg Olson likely coming in right. soon. I got you. Makes sense. So now. So for Fox, then they need a one-year stopgap. Then is that correct? Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. I mean, I think they want Olsen. There's a feeling Olsen's going to end up there. Um, so I mean, the uh, thing about Fox is, and this is what I sort of covered in Train of Thoughts on Tuesday. They have no depth. I mean, you get past Aikman and and Charles Davis, their analysts are terrible. So it's going to be interesting to see what they. I mean. Mark Schlereth, Chris Spielman, and and Daryl Johnson. You want to talk about the definition of cookie cutter? Bring nothing to the table. I mean, I'd be shocked if they put one of those guys into the number two team. Yeah, look, I I, I think those guys are going to be considered. Um, Oof. Where Oof. you know where you could push them up for a year and you know give them contract extensions uh, and say you know what, be a good team guy. This is their plan. Be very honest with them. Like that's a you know something you could do. I think one other thing is where they could wait. Um, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I'm hoping everyone plays, but I do think if, uh, if you ask me if the NFL or college football, I think there's a much better chance that the NFL plays in some form than college football. Not that college football won't play. I'm not saying that. Uh, right. But, you know, so you could use some of your, your college analysts, um, you know, Joel Klatt possibly, um, if, if that were to happen. So I do think that Fox will be patient. Uh, one thing, and I don't like giving you train of thoughts in you know, your podcast, things that I haven't written about, but it's really not that interesting, so I'm going to give this out. <laughs> but one thing that uh, that hasn't been kind of, uh, you know, the, one of the, the pandemic side effects is that, you know, this is the time of year where you have tryouts and you try to bring in new people. And I think both right. Fox and CBS are going to be doing that. And that's been postponed because obviously nobody can go anywhere. Um, so, you know, they, they still might have time to do that at some point. Um, but it's a lot later in the uh, off season than it usually is. Uh, so, um, but I think so that's what, more of a stock gap issue here. So then what I wrote about, you know, maybe Fox tries to get unique and think out the outside the box for a change with their analysts and go get a Nate Burleson or even a Kurt Warner who does a great job on Monday. It makes no sense for them to take that job then, correct? Because then Greg Olson's going to come in and take it. Or is there a chance? Well, I mean, like if it's Nate Burleson, I mean, look, that's not going to, I read your thing. I mean, those things aren't going to happen. Kurt, I mean, it's not going to happen, but um, I don't think Fox is as high as Kurt Warner as some other places might be, but um, the. He's uh, better than every analyst they have except for Aikman. Well, that's true. But, but, but then. You also have to talk about cost structure. I mean, right. you know, Fox talked to Drew Brees too, but I think the money that 
you know, he ended up getting was more than uh, they were comfortable with um, in terms of that second role. Like he could have been, I mean, he could have, Drew Brees could have been the number two guy there. Uh, I think, you know, they were. The interesting, yeah. I, I, it just hit me. The interesting thing too about the Fox number two gig is it, it is more attractive probably than the CBS one because Fox with the Thursday night game, Buck and Aikman don't, call a game on Sundays unless it's the national game at 425. They don't double up on the weeks. So that crew gets good games a lot of the time. They do. They do. And yeah. you're right. That That is an advantage. Um, and yeah, those guys are doing big games. But again, yeah, I, look, everything is in line. Are you, are you, you're getting back to the Charles Davis decision? Well, just a matter of like where Fox goes. Let, let's say hypothetically we have an NFL season this year. <clears throat> where where does Fox go to get a partner for Kevin Burkhart? Yeah, well, but this gets back to kind of the NBC thing that we were talking about earlier, though. Like, you know, where they're thinking ahead, and so is so is Fox. I mean, they're thinking about Greg Olson ahead. So, but you, yeah, you but can run into this, this issue. No, I know, but yeah, that, but that's the whole thing. Because, you, you, like, when you're saying, well, how about Al and, you know, Chris, they don't need to go anywhere, and I agree with you, but they're thinking ahead to protect their network and so, yeah, so you run into a problem now that Fox has where they were thinking ahead, trying to get Greg Olson. They really thought they were going to get him. And then Seattle came out of nowhere with a $7 million offer uh, that he took, which is understandable because it was so much more money. But there was a real feeling that Olson was going to retire. Um, that was surprising that Seattle came with that type of money. And he, and he liked Russell Wilson a lot, so he, so he went. Um, so, yeah, and then you get caught in this situation. So Fox is going to have to... Um, I guess it's. I guess what I would say it's like you're building these teams, and it's not just like a one-year process. Like I, like ESPN, for example, gets criticized a lot. Or if you look at this offseason, say like they're 0 for four. But if you really break it down, you know Peyton Manning, there's no proof he's ever going to do it, right? Number one, Romo. Uh, I think they Romo knew that CBS had the best offer. Um, at least that's what his side believed. Uh, then you look at uh, Phil Rivers ended up playing before he even really got into it, uh, the broadcast side of things, if that was a possibility for right now. Uh, and then Drew Brees, they could have had, but they're trying to be uh, a little bit cost-effective. Don't want to just pay anything for a guy who's never done it. So you look at it, you're like, all right, 0 for 4, but you break it down more thoroughly and uh, you can kind of understand it. Um, and so I guess you do, but you can run into a place now where they're trying to figure things out for Monday Night Football and, and Fox is trying to figure out their number two team because you can get stuck a little bit because they wanted to keep Charles Davis. Now they don't have Charles Davis. And so they're figuring it out. But with the idea that Greg Olson, you know, could be there down the road uh, as a choice. All right, let's go through a couple of other not as important, but <clears throat> noteworthy things that have gone down or will go down. Um, uh, did you watch any of the horse the other night on ESPN? I did watch some of it. I watched some oh, of it, did. but I quickly went to... 30 for 30 with a uh, Jackson. I didn't see it. I mean, you couldn't pay me to watch that, but <laughs> man, that thing got trashed in a way. I have not seen something get trashed in a long, long time. Was it that bad? I tweeted that. I think people are a little tough. I, I, it's a pandemic. Right? Do they think like, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're not allowed to leave our house. They want to use right. They feel like they, like they had 30 cameras there. I mean, they're relying on the players and they're trying to do everything safe. And, I will say this. I mean, like ESPN, like with their reporting and Woj broke a couple stories on this. So it was like a little bit breathless. Like this is going to be amazing, which kind of, I think, increased the hype of it. Um, and so, uh, so I think that was kind of disappointing because it was sort of um, the perspective of it was like, whoa, this is going to be amazing, you know, a uh, game of horse. Um, it is horse at the end of the day. And so, uh, um, you know, it lacked the energy and they, you know, it just, again, I didn't, I wasn't watching every second of it, but, uh, but it's just rare that, I don't it's know. Rare I, guess, that, I guess the point is they tried. I don't know what people want. I think people can be a little like, uh, I don't know what they were expecting. I mean, I, it, they've got Zion doing dunks out and pretty awesome, but you know, it didn't happen. It's just rare. It's rare when Twitter universally agrees on something and Twitter agreed that that was a waste of time. So that, that's the only reason why I brought it up. I needed some, I didn't see it. So I, um, if you go by Twitter, I mean, there isn't one person who was had anything nice to say about it. Um, the NFL draft is coming up. It's going to be. I, I feel, tell me if I'm crazy about. It. I feel bad for Rich Eisen. I feel like he gets screwed here because 
it's going to air on ESPN and NFL Network, but it's going to be like a joint production and Trey Wingo gets to host it. I know they said Eisen will be there, like, I guess, you know, Skyping in or whatever, but that's a tough break for, for Rich, no? That's a tough break, Mikey. Um, yeah. yeah like, mean, why can't they? In they the larger scheme of things, I'd say, you know, you know, obviously. I well, yes. Think, yeah. I, I, and I shouldn't even say that's not fair to you. But the, well, if you want to get into the larger scheme of things, I mean, how about the absurdity that now everyone who works for this draft that ESPN has to wear a mask? How about we just don't televise it or we just move on from, I mean, again, I, maybe I'm in the minority on this, but this bullshit with distractions and diversions, the WWE, they're doing live shows now because they think people need diversions. Uh, no one needs diversions if people are going to get sick and get coronavirus. So, I, I mean, but to have said, these people... Yeah, but that, yeah I, I agree. Like, But I think they're doing it so they're going to not be... I mean, look, I don't want to really get into the... You know, the uh, you know I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty well read on trying to learn about like how we go back to work. Um, and I think what ESPN is doing is how we're going to go back to work. And they're doing it a little bit earlier with some of these things. But, you know, they, Seth Markman, who's their lead producer of their studio stuff, you know, said on a conference call on Tuesday is that they usually have like 20 people in the control room. There'll be seven people and they will be more than six feet apart and they'll have masks on. So you start taking all those um, criteria and you also had two weeks of uh, quarantine ahead of that. Um, you, you take all that in consideration and you're in theory, keeping people healthy. Um, so, you know, then that's how we're going <laughs> to no, go back to work. So I, except I don't know. You don't know that, except you don't know that that's the, I guess this but, is what it comes down but to. I guess, it's but, very hard. but this is like more of a bigger discussion, I think, but are we right. never going to go back to work? I mean, I like, you know, in terms of, well, no, 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 that's not what the discussion, the discussion is they're going back to work next week. And listen, it's very difficult for me to discuss this and I probably shouldn't discuss it because I work for a sports company and I make my living on sports, but my God, the the NFL draft is not that important in the grand scheme of things that we need to have seven people in a control room wearing masks and taking a chance. And there's my, I have this issue with the, it's not just an ESPN thing for the WWE to do live shows now with People all in the same building, and they're not wearing masks when they're wrestling, obviously. Announcers, they, they had three announcers last night from Monday Night Raw standing right next to each other, no masks. What are we doing? It's We don't need Monday Night Raw in the NFL draft. I'm sorry. We just don't. I mean, that's a fair. I mean, look, I, I could, I could, you could make the argument to me, uh, and I think this would be a fair one, if they had like a conference call and they played on ESPN and ESPN ran the... Uh, you know, right. but but that said though, I mean ESPN's on every day doing what they're going to be doing on the draft. Now there's a little bit more uh, detail and larger, um, but Roger Goodell's going to be in his basement. All the players are going to be at their home. What are we doing? What are we? But I understand, doing? but this is what people are doing anyway. Though I don't know, like I, I I but Jimmy, I'm not like I I get what you're saying, but I do think you have to do it. Like, is it a hundred percent? Like, would we be better off? Like, would the, is, there, is it safer if you didn't do it at all? Would that bring it down to 0% that there'd be transmission of this disease? Uh, probably not, but let's just say it brings it closer to zero. Now, this maybe makes it 1% or 2%, but I do think uh, I'm trusting them that they're taking the proper precautions so people aren't going to um, be passing it to other people. Well, you know let me I mean? be like, clear. Let me just be clear about something here. I'm not accusing ESPN of not being careful. What, because but the issue is this. Someone can have this virus without knowing it. They can be asymptomatic. I've heard stories of people three weeks after they've been quarantined getting it. People have no symptoms. I, you look at a case just, you know, as an example, you want to use famous people. George Stephanopoulos' wife has it. She has all the symptoms. He has no symptoms. He has it. I mean, people don't know. So that's why if you told me the draft was May 23rd, then I probably wouldn't have this opinion right now. But the fact that it's next week, while 700 people a day are still dying in New York City, I don't want to hear about seven people in a control room wearing masks. That's just me. I guess, but I think that's what ESPN is doing every day. So basically you're saying they shouldn't be on at all. I mean, I, I don't know the exact, well, how many people they have. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. Day. They're on every day. So, I mean, it's. Uh, so to produce first take, they need seven people in a control I room. I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know how many people they have in the control room. Maybe it's less. Um, it probably might be. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I see your point, but I also could see the point where people 
um, that it's safe how they're going to do it. Number one, like again, hundred percent yeah. safe. And I don't want to get into like, well, there's a lot of things that aren't safe, but I do think that when you like, again, I, I'm no, I'm, we're here to talk sports media, but if you read about like how we're going to get back to regular life and you might say, well, it's too early, maybe, and maybe you have a point that's correct there. Um, but if you have social distancing and you do it the right way, I do think you get um, the idea of the transmission rate is much, much lower. Not zero. I guess it, your point, it has to be zero. Then, then I hear you. But like, if we go, right. but we're going to go back to work at some point, or there's going to be some semblance of life in the next month or two, where we're trying to get back to some semblance. It's not going to be the same, but, but where there's going to be social well, distancing. And, I, and let me interrupt oh, you to say this. I want, I, I just want to be clear. I, my, cause I want to be, clear and I probably weren't. My beef isn't even with ESPN because I do think ESPN will do this properly. I think they'll follow the guidelines and I'll think they'll be as safe as they can be. My issue really, I think is with the NFL. I think the draft should have been postponed. I I know I get it. He's in his basement and the people are all on zoom or whatever the hell I got it. I get it. But to me again, also because they do it under the, I guess what irritates me too, is they do it under the guise of distraction. If I have Andrew Cuomo tell me 700 people in New York City died, I don't give a shit about the NFL draft that night. It's still not a distraction for me. That's me. And I don't blame ESPN. And I'm, I'm sure ESPN will do it properly. My issue, I think, is more with the NFL. That's just me saying that. Not Andrew, but I just want to be clear about that. Yeah, the not, only I'm, issue, but the, the issue that I think where I don't, I disagree with people with that is that I think the NFL is going forward. Just like baseball, like people like crush baseball when the Jeff Passon story came out. Um, they, again, I'm not saying those are good solutions or they're they're doable or they make sense, but like I think you need to think going forward of what you're going to be doing. And so the NFL a week from now, let's Wednesday, God forbid, but like let's just say something terrible happens, like you know we 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 you know it seems like the curve is flattening somewhat, but let's just say it's you know we have terrible news all over the place and you know with people in the NFL, whatever. I mean I don't want to just I don't you know God forbid, but let's just say it happens. There's no like law that says that they can't postpone. And oh, so, I, so my point is like, don't you go forward? And then as you get closer, you can call an audible instead of, um, well, let's just wait another month. Like, you know, let's say they did this two weeks ago and said, let's wait another month when it's not a live event. They're not going to Vegas. They're not playing games. Their people are separated. They're doing everything basically that we're doing normally every day. I mean, the only difference is that we think there might be a couple extra people in the control room, which is a difference, and we shouldn't be putting anybody in harm's way. I get that. I'm not like saying like, well, it's okay to put these three extra people in harm's way. I'm not saying that, but I do think if you take the proper precautions, people are what we've been told from the doctors about washing your hands and wearing a mask, um, and you do it the proper way, I do think you're minimizing risk, and you can do this event where life isn't that different than these players are going to be in their homes anyway, supposedly like, like all of us. And so now you're just putting a camera that they sent in so you can see the reaction when they're drafted. I, I can understand it. Um, now yeah. that said, if like something, God forbid bad happens as a result of this, then of course it's like, well, that was a bad idea. But I think we're making the percentages at a low point where um I don't think it's that much, that much different than what people are doing. Right? The Roger Dell's in his home by himself. Right. All right. Fair enough. Um, moving on. I, I know it's under embargo, so we probably can't talk about it I, because they sent me a screener. Did you get a screener yet for the last dance? I don't know. They might not, yeah, you know, I, I had that. They might not send it to me because um, I had the story. And <laughs> I didn't like oh, that okay. I wrote the story, but I don't, let me look. Let me, I'm looking at my, you get it today or did you get it in the mail? No, no, I had gotten it like a web version. Yeah, web version. Let me think. Yeah. Um, um, last week, you probably didn't get it. So. Yeah, I didn't get it, I don't think. Let okay. I requested it, so maybe that's why. Oh. Um, I haven't requested it. I think that's going to do really well for ESPN. I think that, um, I think yeah, people I think will be into that. You know, that. you know that'll that's be That's kind of funny. Did you watch it? No, I have not because I let someone who's going to write about it for SI watch it over me. Uh, as a team player. Okay, you only can watch a, it once and it like disappears? Pretty much. Yeah. It's under lock and key. I probably can't talk about it. It's under Yeah, you probably even told me. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, it, listen, the bottom line is 
I think this is going to be a huge, huge hit for ESPN, and um, I'd be shocked if it was anything but great. I'm going to request one right now as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) They're upset that I broke that story. I did him a favor anyway. All right. Um, Last thing, I guess, XFL. That was a tough break for them. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know really what to say about it. It's, it's, it's hard to uh, be surprised by the news where you were at all surprised that they folded and didn't wait it out to see if they could get a season two in. Um, well, I wasn't surprised. I mean, if you think about it, they're paying all these people. They're not going to have a season. You know, it's, we, we're still in question about if there will be a season next year. So they're going to be running a league where they played what, three games, four games and uh, per week. And, you know, they're going to be paying all these people for that time. It's not right. It's not fair. It's terrible for the people. I feel bad for everyone involved, but I mean, I didn't really think about it that much before it happened, but uh, I'm not surprised when I think about it. All right. We've covered everything I wanted to cover. The main portion of the pod is over. I guess I should ask, because I know some people listen just for anything we need to know about Mike Francesa these days. We haven't talked about him during your last few appearances because he's basically well, we did the, for the half biggest an hour story day. probably in that sphere is that. Uh, oh, the funhouse. Yeah, funhouse. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that for a minute because a lot of people do care about that. Um, Why don't you explain it for the people? So who don't well, think- listen, if you're not into the Mike Francesa Funhouse story, you've stopped listening by now. If you're into it, you're still listening. So I don't have to Nobody explain listen- it. Who but I listen to this anyways, this whole thing. Anyway, go ahead. You'd be surprised. Um, you're the one who tells me about all the flack you get when you come on here from PR people all around the sports media world. No one reaches out to me. No, they, go, go through, they go through you well, to rip me. Just rip me to me. Well, we could have a conference call with the 12 PR people who listen to this thing and the agents. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, wish- I know there's a huge audience. Actually, no, no, no. I, I shouldn't say that. I'm just joking, actually. I am obviously a huge – I can show you numbers internally. Sports media is – I'm not trying to be – it's a very popular subject. People like it a lot. And so I'm, I'm just joking. A lot of people listen to this podcast and you deserve it. Yeah, and then they, they rip me to you instead of ripping me to me, which I wish they would do. So Yeah, I've had anyway. people rip you to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of yeah. Uh, I'm sure Fox will go to you and say, I can't believe Jimmy said our NFL analysts stink, but they do. So whatever. Um, So I I said from the get-go that I thought the the edict to now not allow people to rip video and audio from Francesca's show came from Entercom. He confirmed that some people don't believe him because Mike has a tendency to not always be truthful. Your opinion... Is this 100% an intercom deal? Do you think Mike had any role in pulling the plug on his clips being used without, quote unquote, express written consent? Well, that's two things. Number one is, from what I understand, Funhouse can post other shows from intercom. So maybe that answers the question. So why would they say you're allowed to? um, I don't think they've officially reached out to Funhouse, as far as I know. Um, I think they just said their, you know, Mike said his thing and Funhouse said, I'm done. And so that was it. Um, so I don't know. Look, I know I don't know for certain. So, um, but the, here's but the th- I, this is what I, I, I don't. Mike, I think Mike got sick of it. You know, he had the Trump. Don't scream like, over me when I'm trying to interject a legitimate question. I'll be the judge of legitimate. Go ahead. Explain, explain the theory though, where Mike gets mocked every single day, several times a day by Funhouse, and then on the. One the, the straw that broke the camel's back was on a positive video of Mike. That's what I don't understand. Mike again, speculative here. Yeah, Mike's a huge Trump guy. He was blasting Trump. It went everywhere. They made it on MSNBC and other places. Um, I don't know if he wanted that. I I, I don't know for sure. I so I, I haven't right. talked to Mike in a while. So I don't know if, <laughs> but I don't know if he wanted that. And it did get a lot of run. I mean, according to him, it got two point four million. Um, views, views and they want they feel like that should be radio.com views not understanding that the reason funhouse's views is just something more organic about it um right. and you know they he obviously makes fun of them and they're not going to do that internally and i will say like funhouse i don't know i can't remember how long ago this was it was like a week ago this happened maybe um i don't know one thing mike said in the last week Right. I mean, so it's right. I, again, that might be where we live on Twitter and all that stuff, but like literally <laughs> Mike might as well be um, using, you know, two Dixie cups in a, right. in a string because nobody knows uh, what he's saying. It. There's no doubt about it. But um, 
I just, I can't buy that, man, if that's the case where Mike, that, that Mike finally decided to drop the hammer because Trump saw him ripping Trump. I mean, that's some next level insanity right there. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. We should, pro- we should probably end it right on that note. <laughs> we um, uh, probably yeah. should. Yeah. All right. Um, well, it, the interesting thing is that when Mike didn't, he wasn't, he always promoting the fact that, I mean, this is obviously before this sad, horrific situation we're in, but it, it, he always sort of promoted the fact that when he had this new role, when he retired for the second time, he would talk a lot of politics. So what do you expect? Yeah, he did. He did. And I think he has. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Who, who knows? I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I think quite honestly, the whole arrangement's weird. I mean, it's doing a half an hour show on the radio. Um, I don't think many people are listening to his, you know, radio.com. It's, it's, you know, it's not more people still listen to Joe and Evan on the stream because it's just, you know, if you're listening to Maggie and Moose before Moose and Maggie before, you know, it's easy. It just comes on. Now you have to, you have to really seek out Mike to hear it. Uh, there's not much promotion, if at all, on the station for the radio.com show. Um, it just seems all ill-conceived, quite honestly. It, it seemed like that from the start. So yeah. um, it's kind of forgotten, quite honestly. Um, and, you know, it's it just, I don't know. I feel like it's sort of that story has sort of run its course, in my opinion. And, and I'm not saying well, I'll never write about it. Of course, I probably will end up writing about Mike again at some point. But I feel like the heyday. We were at the heyday of 300 downloads with, uh, on your podcast. That was the heyday of that story. That, 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 that set them off. That did set them <laughs> off, I must say. Good time. That, yeah, I did actually say, oh, no, we don't think it did this way. I did actually no, say what was said, whatever. That's why you have resentment for this podcast, because you got in trouble with Mike for a throwaway line, throwaway joke that you made. But throwaway joke. Fine. It wasn't reported. And I have so much resentment that my editor said, aren't you on that, sh- yeah. like, every week on that show? Well, you haven't been on since the pandemic. I checked. We had you on right before. We had you on when Romo, uh, okay. which was right before, right because I was still in the SI office for that. And I haven't been in the SI office since like March 4th or something like that. So, um, gotcha. Well, here's the hey, bottom weeks. line as we're wrapping up. First thing is I'm just, I want, you know, I'm happy that you're healthy and everyone's doing well and everyone out there listening, you know, please be safe. Absolutely. Same to you. Stay in and, uh, Keep uh, keep giving us the news. You've you've provided sports sports websites with so much content while we desperately needed it. You and Tom Brady over the past month have come through for us. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I All right, stay it. safe. I'll Thanks, Andrew. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. 
Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, my thanks to Andrew Marchand for coming on the pod, as always. Always fun to mix it up with Andrew about sports media news. Good to have some sports media news to discuss as we get back to a little bit of a regular sports media podcast here this week. If you missed last week, Bob Lee, ESPN icon, was on the show. And two weeks ago, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football. Both were excellent. Two different types of conversations. Uh, Kyle was a loose, fun, lighthearted conversation. Bob Lee is Bob Lee, and he was tremendous, offering his perspective on what's going on with sports and media right now with this crisis. So, uh, like I said at the top, I know a lot of you uh, may not be able to listen to pods as much as you have been, but if you want to download those and give them a listen, Bob Lee last week, Kyle Brandt two weeks ago, both excellent guests. And I thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.